previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Do you see my name on the Zoom? Uh, this Zoom chat room, by the way? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Does it not say my name on there? <laughs> just for you. <laughs> you enter your own name on there, and I did you. Want, if you want to know what Rick's name was on the call, text poop anus at clownpenis.org. How do you text something at clownpenis.org? <laughs> just do it. I almost did it when we had Vanessa on the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get off on the right foot here. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she joins. I'm the almost g- 40 years old, and I'm making butt and 69 jokes. So. <laughs> she, she clicks on the call, and she's like, "Mark Rogers, host, butt man 69." They're talking about killing animals, and she just, and she just like, "Leave, leave me." <laughs> it's episode 217. <laughs> The Superhuman Podcast with your hosts, Mark <laughs> and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Tim Campos, the former CIO at Facebook. Is that Chief Independent Office? Chief Igloo. Chief Igloo. CIO? C-I-O? Oh, no, the O be orange. I think that starts with an I. Oh, maybe information. <laughs> <laughs> the former CIO at Facebook. He is now the CEO. Okay, hang on. CEO. Just kidding. Of Woven. Uh, and so he's using lessons that he learned at Facebook to reimagine the way people use their calendars so they can spend time on what matters most to them. This is an Enjoy Life podcast, this, yes. this section. Rick, I met Zendaya. Zendaya. Shoot, I messed her name okay, up. Okay, how do you say it? Zendaya. Okay. She's super famous. When you sent this picture to our text group, I was like, all right, Mark has taken a picture with a strange... Uh, twenty-something-year-old girl. It li- and if you would have and if you would have immediately attached the name, I would have been like, "Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yep. I don't know who the face. I don't know the name. It is well. You don't have daughters. Any for one kids? Thing, so, right. Yeah. So she was apparently on Mickey Mouse Club, but I, that's not how I know her. She <laughs> was the the lead, one of the leading women in The Greatest Showman, starring my f- good personal friend Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the things I said to her, I was that's like, I for, s- "That is a joke for two other people." I said, "Besides me and you." I said, "Tell Hugh that Mark says hi." <laughs> <laughs> um, she that's where she became wildly popular. She's in the Spider-Man movie. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, wildly, I feel like wildly popular means that I would know who she is. Mm, she's not to the middle-aged. Hey, listen, policeman. Here, like, I know who. <laughs> I know who. Like Tobey Maguire is. She was in. A, she was the voice of one of the Abominable. That new movie from DreamWorks, Abominable. She's the voice in I that. Okay. Um, okay. she's in Spider-Man. You should look now. Look through some of the Spider-Man pictures. So there's a whole bunch. Of, there's a whole bunch of Spider-Mans. So yeah, I know. <laughs> can we can we cool it with a Spider-Mans? <laughs> there's like twenty Gosh. of them. Um, Bruno Mars, <laughs> Spider-Man, Beyonce, Zendaya. Okay, so we're standing. Okay, so you all know in New Orleans there is the famous Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. right? You know of that. Mm-hmm. Rump. There is another street near there called the called Frenchman Street. Uh-huh. That, okay, so you're on the fake Bourbon Street. Well, this is like the like mm. I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of like. Hey, listen, you guys are all familiar with like Wall Street in New York, right? Well, I was like two streets away on like uh, Maple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's 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 listen. It's just as famous. It's just it's no. It's that's not what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how famous the street was. The fact that we were on Frenchman Street makes it even kind of kind of weirder. Because we were like, Bourbon Street is crazy. Let's walk over here where it's not so crazy. And there's some, actually some good music. There's bands playing. It's not so debaucherous. 
And so we were on Frenchman Street, we were walking around, and it was Saturday night, and it was a very chill night. There were not a ton of people walking around. Not a bunch of women just walking around trying to get some beads. Now, it, that's one of the reasons. We're in December. There, there was none of that going on, for the record. It was December. <laughs> You've gone in the wrong month, apparently. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we went on the right month. Because oh, you met Zenflaya. So listen. So we're oh, standing sorry. there, and my brother Brad, who you know, he's got a daughter who's 13 who is, like, obsessed okay. with Zendaya, right? I mean, like, the th- it's the like that's, jumpy, but okay. that's her demographic, okay? Like the 13-year-old girl at this point. Okay. So Brad obviously knows who she is. So we're standing out on the sidewalk of this, like, bar or restaurant with, like, a... a, a little, I'm sorry. A, you just said we're standing out on the side outside this bar or restaurant, no, no, like you're like trying a, to a bar slash food. restaurant, like this, like oh, it's okay. like. So you're like by Chili. You're like an, outside an Applebee's. It's more like an Applebee's, right? No, <laughs> and so there's this. There's you're a, in the New Orleans version of Applebee's. There, <laughs> there's this window, and we're and we're we're looking through into this window, and there's this band playing. It's this guy. It's like bluesy guy playing a guitar singing some old bluesy songs and we're just standing there we're not... from uh, the simpsons bleeding gums murphy yes <laughs> so we're just standing on the sidewalk watching there's like 20 people around us it's not like this crazy new orleans scene we're just standing there watching this band we've been standing there for about five minutes and here she comes walking up the sidewalk and i immediately recognized her like when i saw tara Owens. did you so... immediately recognize her because by the way. i don't know i'm just i'm looking for famous people all the time i don't know <laughs> so i immediately oh, okay. recognized her and it, well it was like like I, I immediately thought, like that. Oh my god! I think that's in day. Like I'm, I'm on ninety nine. That, that, that's Zubalaya. That's Zubalaya right there. Z- no, so she's with a super tall guy, like the six eight guy, who I'm, okay. I'm assuming was her boyfriend and her bodyguard. And we we figured out it was her bodyguard, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Because he punched your face. Because <laughs> he, he your bottom. He two day videoed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he made you crouch down <laughs> as slow as you could to the ground and he kicked you in your balls as hard as he could <laughs> so she comes this the group of three come and they, they're standing like where I could reach out and touch them like oh. that's how close they were so you know Jeff my other brother who had like lived in New York for a long time like he has like all of these incredible stories of all these celebrities but he doesn't have proof because he does not obnoxious enough to take their picture yeah, listen I was walking into a porta potty and Robert Robert De Niro was walking out he, he has who's the girl who's Black Widow on the Marvel movies that sounds racist Black Widow, the Spider Girl. Oh, girl. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying she was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what's I, I've got you know, know who I'm talking about? I, uh, I can see her face. Scarlett Johansson. He's got like uh, Reese Witherspoon stories. I mean, like all of these crazy, like Jennifer. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, he's sorry, got all what? these crazy stories, but he he doesn't like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about who? Reese Witherspoon. Your brothers met Reese Witherspoon. Yes. You have to tell me about this. Like Reese Witherspoon. Do you, like, do you like Reese Witherspoon, Rick? Listen, she's like, I'm like I'm not like pulling the curtain back too far, but wasn't she in that celebrity? That's my celebrity crush. Wasn't she in that? Bar- was it barely legal? That movie she was in. It's <laughs> not the name of the movie. Well, I've seen that movie several <laughs> times, and I've seen all the all the sequels. That you just... <laughs> oh wait, I'm. <laughs> I don't think she's in that movie. <laughs> Legally blonde. Legally Barely blonde. Legally blonde. <laughs> Plus five points for Mark for that joke. That, was, that was classic. Thank you. Was Thank good. you. So anyway, okay. so like, so I lean over to Jeff and I'm like, dude, that's Zendaya. And he's like, I don't think it is. And I was like, I'm, it's her. So I like, I take a, like a half step up and I, into her ear, I say, are into you her, like, personal space? I are you who I think you are? And she turns around and kind of gives me the smile, like you nailed it. You're like, yes, you know. And then she pooped her pants. Yeah. And then I pooped my pants. <laughs> we, <laughs> are you who you think I are? Yeah. I you are. So she turned and she me goes, and I, and I just, <laughs> she's the, she LeBron James to me. Like, <laughs> that was the most, how, how, how we have not talked about that oh that's gonna, a classic I'm, i I'm, love him forever now hold on, by the way hold on. we are hold on. uh we are a little hot here turn your uh 
mic down just a hair. I hadn't main even mix? I didn't even check levels. Yeah, yeah, your main mix. Main mix is down a little bit. Okay. Try that. <laughs> Say something now. Hello, LeBron James. Okay. Farting. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna pull. To I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull that up, and we're gonna listen to that audio. We've got like twelve minutes. Oh, okay. that is such a great. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> for everything I didn't like about him, I love him now. He's the great. He is truly now the greatest <laughs> of all time. So, so are you who I think you are? And she turns around and comes and gives you the smile, like yes. And and I I had already had my camera open like with the selfie camera activated right i'm not going to sit there and like fumble around for it right uh, yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry uh, the text message is open hang on, hang hold on. on. Let me scroll back over and, i'm not uh, used to the that. the latest update i'm not sure of the shortcut here to get to my camera so i was like i said can i real low-key can i get a picture and she said yes of course and so i took the picture which you've seen and then i looked at her and i said i'm a big fan and Man, I, what, that's I, a lie and i walked back i am a big fan of hers okay so okay Give me one other show that she's been on we just said spider-man besides spider-man the abdominable double that's not how you pronounce it at all you are not a big fan so not your fan but this is the funny this is the funny part okay so i just i see i react i got the picture brad did not react brad who has the daughter who is in like like would actually think the picture was cool he like walks yes. up right after me, and the bodyguard like <sighs> the bodyguard like like denies him, and she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't let anyone else take a picture with her. And the, but there wasn't like that many people that recognized her. Like there were just people standing around, and just like, and she just stood like right by us for like the next ten minutes, just standing there. I have two questions. Okay. Question one. Okay. Is the bodyguard the best job in the world? Uh, because you just say like, "No, nah, you can't take a picture." Sorry, you like get in the way, and you just be big. It's. Like, I mean, if, seems to be. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would be a pretty good little job. Uh, and, but okay, did I send you? I sent you the picture, right? R- look at the picture again, yeah. if you can. Hang on, let me. I've got my phone. If I can, no, my my phone was confiscated by the Gestapo, <laughs> and I can't. Well, I delete that thread pretty regularly, so I would. <laughs> I can understand why. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking at the picture now. See the bodyguard looking at him, looking at me. <laughs> Is that him in the left corner with the hoodie on? <laughs> yes. He does not look pleased at all. He, like, I, like I like I like snuck in uh, under his radar and like snapped the picture. <laughs> he's like, like, dang it! Yeah, this guy. <laughs> I'll let this goofball yeah. <laughs> take a picture. So that was that okay. was cool. So she did not. Uh, hang get, on. Okay. You have hang on. Question. Question two. Okay. So the glasses that I wore in 1988. They're back. In third grade. They're back they're, all the way now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jen has a pair. <sighs> I know. You should pull them out of the. I should have. You should put them out of the I locker didn't. that you paid no. to take from your middle school and leave in your attic. God, if I would have those glasses back, I'd finally be cool. <laughs> finally. <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> like, is my, my structure polo shirt is finally in style. <laughs> <laughs> it's got six buttons on it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an authentic structure. Come on. <laughs> okay, so what she did not do to me, which I wish that she had, was Uh-oh. this. Oh. <laughs> We're huge fans. Good luck tomorrow at the game, guys. Go Zaire. We're big fans. Ronnie James. <laughs> you can't hear it on the, on the audio. Yeah, you can like, it's right when he goes. You can barely wait, hear it. He says. So just set the on. stage. Hold Mark, on, put on. this in the show notes so people can see this. Hang on, let me. But like, it's right there. LeBron and like four guys are walking out of a restaurant. And like some TMZ bloodsuckers are like outside waiting for him to come out. And it's they're dark. walking out, and basically just trying to get his attention. Like, hey, LeBron, we uh, their their tone of we voice. Like son, Bronny, and Fan. LeBron, James. the video is LeBron's about to get in the SUV, and he lifts his leg and just. All right, see if you, hold on, <laughs> see if you can hear. It. I think hold on, let's play it again and see if they can hear. Okay, okay. Right there, did you hear that? Again. That was it. <laughs> Just atomic blast. And I mean, they're probably a good sixty feet away. Yes. Oh, I wonder if they. I wonder if this isolates it. Hang on. We're big fans. Ronnie James. Right there. 
can hear like a little digital like. We're here. Right, go Zaire. We're big fans. Ronnie James. Oh, here we go. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> How does that only have twenty thousand? I wish views? that's what what's what Zendaya Zendaya Zendaya. Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. I wish that's what she would have done to you. Hey, Zendaya. I'm oh, a big fan. Just have, like, walked away from you lifting one leg and just... And just... <laughs> something else that we did... Something else that we did on our brother's trip in New Orleans. There was one... I guess it was... Why did you guys go to New Orleans, That was just... Jeff had been... Jeff was there for a job like in the summer and was like, God, New Orleans is fun. Like we've never, we never have come here. We should come to New Orleans for our trip. And like December, this that weekend was like the weekend that we could all three do it. And it was really fun. We stayed like downtown and it's a fun little place and there's cool little places to eat and there's little balconies and there's bubbles and it's great. Um, so I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. On Saturday uh-huh. afternoon, we sat around like, you know, we would get up. Like, go have, like, brunch or breakfast. I did not eat breakfast because I only eat before noon twice. Did you eat any beignets? I did, actually, yesterday. Okay, you kind of have to if you're yeah. there, but yeah. Um, So, but I did not eat before noon because I only eat before noon twice a year. That's the bracking montage. No, I, well, I showed, I played Jeff twice the, uh, a year. Can you name the dates? I played, I played Jeff the and remember when I that was the and remember because you were like, oh, if you only <laughs> eat before noon twice a year, don't guzzle like five <laughs> gallons of Bloody Mary mix and then not have a bathroom plan, and then we <laughs> and then we got on that, and so then the three of us listened to the entire Santa talk episode sixty. And we're all three like God, crying. It's such a good show. And it's, episode 16. If you just yeah. read the the uh, transcription Transcript? of that, it would not be funny. It's your laugh is what makes it so. <laughs> I start rolling funny. downhill like it was downhill really quickly. And then so. and then we were all in that kind of giggle laugh mood. So then we listened to the entire urban prank, all twelve minutes of the urban prank. Oh, that's like such a good one. And we're just in the same kind of deal there. Like you're laughing on that one is is and just and then and the, when you call like. Hi, Steve. This is uh, Chris, whatever Chris Brown from the uh, Larry Brown uh, Realty Group. We're wondering if you and he goes not <laughs> he goes not Steve. And you go, oh, I'm sorry, Steve. And you call him, and then you continue. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then at the very end of the call, you go, oh, all right. Well, well, thanks for your time, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you call him Steve like three times after he's like not Steve. I made him so mad. <laughs> <laughs> wrong again <laughs> <laughs> i need to revisit the steve prank oh it's so good that's been like four years five years ago now it's been a while yeah. it's been a long while yeah but anyway so that was fun new orleans was fun and then it's christmas and so we're off uh for a couple of weeks here in christmas i think do we have so while we're th- while we're looking at this mm-hmm we yeah we're off the next, we're off the next two Mondays and then we're back on the sixth and we've got someone on the thirteenth and we've got someone on the twentieth and then we have someone on February third and February tenth and February twenty fourth and into March. Yeah, March. I was about to say that week of uh, February. I think it's sixteenth. My extremely important conference. The so the seventeenth you're out. That's, uh, is that a Monday? That's President's Day. I'm celebrating President's Day by being at an extremely important conference that day. I will uh, make sure to not schedule one for that day. Okay, it is eight, about 8.30. Let's hang up this call, and we will call Tim, and I'm excited to talk to I'm going to, man, I can't wait to tell him about that I've been to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all really not see the penis fish? Uh, I did see something about this, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like what a way to enter the call. Well, the last five minutes, I'm like Rick. Don't say anything stupid. He could hop on at any moment. So, because because last time he put his name in in Zoom as Buttman sixty nine, and I was like, like don't do anything. That's not true. Stupid like not that. true. No proof. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. All right. Well, here we go. So, thank you. Sorry. Uh, everything going. Uh, going Please okay start the interview, right? Mark, at the recording of. Did you see something about the pulsating penis thing? <laughs> That's where I want you to start the whole interview. Well, okay. So Tim is with us. We have him now. Tim, where are you at this moment? I am in a my backup office. Like what city are you in? Oh, I'm in California. I'm in uh, Mountain View. Okay, cool. Is that where you're from? Yes. 
Very cool from California. Um, I have a I have a, a, a question I want to ask you. It's, it's kind of a poll question. I want to gauge something. Do you know who Zendaya is? Nope. Dang it. How would I know who Zendaya is? Where's Rick? Is Rick still there? I'm right here. Why aren't I'm you right here? Why aren't you like uh, gloating? I, I, I was I, I was waiting for the answer to come through. Yes. Uh, so uh, let me be clear. You're over the age of 13, right? I am over the age of 13. Okay, so uh, I think we've confirmed that okay. if you're over 13, you don't have any idea who this is. And if you're under 13, I don't care who you are. Well, she's an actress, singer. She was on in The Greatest Showman. She was in the, Spider- the most recent Spider-Man. I happened to run into her on the street, and Rick doesn't think it's a big deal because nobody knows who she is. And I was like, no, she's an internationally huge, famous Zen- person. Zen- Zendaya okay. in uh, The Greatest Showman was the... Um, the trapeze uh, person. The trapeze girl. Yes. Okay. I do know who she is. Oh, well. Hmm, well. She's also in Spider-Man. Correct. Yes. Okay. He knows. Yeah. See? Okay. All right. So, Tim, we've already... Sca- uh, done- Tim's under 13, I yeah. guess. Uh, <laughs> he lied to us. Yeah. So, okay. So, we've already done an intro for you, but I am, I am very interested to hear your story. And I was actually... While we were waiting, I was talking about... Uh, I'm, we're scheduling some people, and I've been using Calendly... And but I know that you have woven, and I was kind of looking at woven, trying to figure out is this like a calendly type thing? But we're going to talk about that. So I want you to kind of give your uh, Cliff's Notes version of your story. I know you were at Facebook, and now you're uh, CEO of Woven. Kind of give us your your story in your own words. Uh, so you want the story on me? Or you want the story on the company? Uh, let's do you, and then we'll get to the company right. in a second. All right. The story on me is um, I am I'm, I'm a productivity nut. This is basically been my life uh i what i'm good at i bring the fusion of technology and business i'm an engineer by trade um you know spent most of the first half of my career as a software engineer building things second half of my career in it roles uh basically achieving business results with technology and that's basically what it departments do and as the cio of kelly tinkor and then facebook that was my job so and Kelly Tankler's case, save money. Facebook's case, make the workforce more productive. Here, real quick. But in, in, in CIO, what does the I stand for? Information. Information. Okay, okay we were debating question. on this in the intro if it stood for like idiot or like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. Like uh, me and Mark were a couple of business idiots. We didn't know. Hold so. on, Rick. I was doing a bit. I didn't know that you actually didn't know what CIO stood I don't for. know because I'm not an important business person. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> well, it's actually not not that crazy of a question because if you were to thank go you. to thank you, Tim, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, if you lived in the East Coast of the United States, CIO could just as easily mean Chief Investment Officer. Ooh, the, yes. that's what I was thinking. Oh, Mark, you right, idiot, right. Mark, you stupid idiot. I was thinking I'm the, that I'm the uh, Chief it, Idiot chief Officer, Investman. I was che- thinking Chief Investman Officer. Investman. So there you go. Yeah. I you know what? When I got into the profession a long time ago, they used to say that the acronym meant "career is over." <laughs> no, you're like whoops, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Well, I used that quite successfully in trying to convince people they did not want my job because oh, why would you want this? And your career will be over, right? So. <laughs> well, okay. So, were you in the uh, Palo Alto campus at Facebook? Uh, Facebook F- yes. So, uh, Rick, as not, Rick, not not of the uh, the university that's there because I'm I'm a Cal guy, right? Right, right. Bears. Well, as uh, Rick knows, my wife, go, Mark, here we go. My, my wife everybody. started a Facebook group, and it has about fifty thousand women in it. It's called World's Okayest Mom, and they are Facebook is using their her group in this uh, More Together campaign. So we oh, were God, we were just yeah we were out there. We toured around and saw the foxes on the roof. Uh, uh-huh. of one of the buildings. Uh-huh. So Mark saw a, a, a box of uh, of uh, cereal bars and and uh, and women's sanitary. Uh, I did uh, take in the bathroom. I did take lots of uh, toothbrushes and things out of all of the bathrooms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's why Facebook costs so much. Thanks a lot, Mark. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. That so so let's now talk about woven. Like how did like tell the story of how you started that? And like as I'm looking on the website and I'm I'm imagining that it is up to date. It's says like y'all are still like in beta testing is that right yes we are still in beta um so when i was at facebook one of the things that really vexed me 
was the the calendar. Um, the calendar was was not my friend. It was this this evil thing that just uh, wanted to suck up all my time. And in many ways, um, one is I just felt like I was a slave to meetings. I, I had right. no time. Um, but also, you know, as I was the purveyor, I was the res- responsible party for the calendar. And when I first got to Facebook, it was breaking left and right. And so uh, that motivated me to get into the, the nuts and bolts of how do calendars work and why are they such awful pieces of technology? And everything I learned just horrified me. This scared the, scared me to death that I could not believe that so many people in this world use this just terrible, terrible piece of technology. And it did not surprise me that uh, when you ask people how they feel about their calendars, most people um, will use negative emotions. I, I've yet to find somebody who's like excited about their calendar where their calendar makes them feel good. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, with time after six and a half years at Facebook, I, as I was starting to think about things that I wanted to do next, uh, this was an area that was interesting to me uh, in large part because it seemed uh, such a big opportunity. Uh, almost everybody uses the calendar in some way, shape, or form. Even my kids are, are starting to use the calendar. Um, it's not really been innovated on in, in the better part of two and a half decades. And uh, the... Uh, you know, the, the subject of, of the calendar time, that's the most meaningful thing to us. It's much more valuable than money. Time is the most valuable asset that we have. And so it just seemed to me there'd be a much better way to manage time. And so that, that's what, what got us motivated in, uh, to create woven. And, you know, the product in a nutshell is basically intelligence for the calendar, trying to make it a lot smarter than what, uh, calendars are able to do today. Right. Uh, See, what I do is I take like one of those page a day calendars uh-huh. and I write my appointments on there on the page a day thing, but I only have room for like one thing a day. And so I'm constantly missing pretty much every appointment other than one per day. And so then my handwriting is really bad and I can't read or write or any of that <laughs> stuff. So like it just so it's a complete mess. It's funny. I have, a funny far side, I have a funny far side cartoon every day. So I've got that going. <laughs> There you go. So calendars, uh, um, most of old school productivity software, like think the whole Microsoft suite, uh, is a digital representation of what used to be on paper. So like email, what's email? Email is the electronic memoranda. Like you ask your kids, what the hell is a memoranda? They don't, they don't, they don't even know what that means. Right. Uh, And, and, but, you know, memoranda had, you know, a very structured formal way of like, disseminating communications it's not the way that humans do things but it made sense when you had to distribute communications on paper um, but uh you know in today's day and age you know things like messaging apps you know text messaging slack that's that's much more natural it's the way that humans want to collaborate particularly when you put them into a digital context calendar if you look at the calendar what was counter counter was a diary paper diary and it was very much exactly what you said like you could only put so much stuff on that paper diary. But now we're like hyper-connected. People are sending calendar invites because you got distributed workforces and people who work in different time zones. And there's all these different complexities. But the calendar is still just this paper diary that's just been digitized. It's stupid. It's disconnected from the things that we're spending our time on. It doesn't understand, uh, you know, the difference between, say, date night with my wife and a dinner meeting with a really important uh, candidate I'm trying to recruit. Uh, and so it doesn't help me get things done. If anything, gets in my way to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, so the other thing is, how about whenever you send like a uh, a group uh, uh, invite to a bunch of people, and then like somebody like replies all, or or they do something, and then the whole thing changes to like everyone else, you know? And then it's like it, it, I don't know. There's just that drives me crazy. Um, well, there's imagine all the text messaging or or email streams you've had where you're like, hey, let's get together, you know the the families for the holidays, you know, what day would work? Well, Friday doesn't work because of this and Saturday doesn't work because right. of that. And you end up with all this back and forth. It's just, it's inefficient. Right. And you, you, you can't, what's the technology that you can point to that says, okay, solve this for us. It doesn't exist. Right. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of like what doodle pole is. And so what is like doodle pole is, uh, the devil. Is that like, in your opinion, like what's the, <laughs> what's the uh, deal with doodle pole? Well, it's, it, I don't think it's the devil, but it's uh, 
yeah, doodle. It's uh, the problem with all these things like doodle and calendly and all that. It's they're all bolt-ons, right? Right. So you know, in, in order to solve the problem of scheduling, you end up with a uh, you know a, a smorgasbord of tools that don't talk to each other. So you got to know when do I send the oh, calendar right. versus the doodle versus the calendar. And Woven integrates that into one uh, experience. So it's and it, it understands the different kinds of events. It helps you schedule them. And so you don't have to think so much about it. You just have one place to manage all of your, uh, all, all parts of your life. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so let's get into uh, some of this other stuff. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about calendars and productivity. You would think that, okay, I want to be as productive as possible. Uh, enter the calendar. But why are calendars killing your productivity? Well, some of it we already talked about. There's all the back and forth on scheduling. Right. Scheduling is this... Uh, it's not an automated task. It is a very manual task. You know, all you have to think about is, you know, when you're proposing times to somebody, how do you do it? You, you usually write an email and you, you'll write out, okay, next Thursday at two, Friday at one, or the following Monday at 10 a.m. These are the times that would work for me. And you pick. Uh, that's inefficient. Right. So that takes time. And in some cases, depending on, you know, how big of a meeting, people... I've talked to many people who say they spend five to 10 hours a month doing nothing other than coordinating calendars. Yeah. Uh, So that's one way that calendars take our time. But the second way, imagine you you go into a a meeting and you know, you don't have all the things that you need. Like let's let's say it's an interview with a candidate. You know, do you have the resume? Well, the resume is usually not an attachment to the calendar event. So you got to go into your email and you got to find that. And then maybe somebody slacks you, Hey, these are the three questions I want to make sure you ask this candidate while you're with them. So you've got to go, back into Slack to go find that stuff. Right. You're not prepared. And if that uh, interview with that candidate had to move for whatever reason, that information doesn't go along with it. It actually just becomes harder and harder to find. So that's the second way that calendars make it difficult for us to get things done. The third way is that, you know, the way that calendars work is they think about like we have free time and we have busy time and we can give away the free time and the busy time we will preserve. But that's not how like, that has nothing to do with what's important in our lives. Right. I might have something on my calendar that I am absolutely willing to drop to meet with you because you're so important to what I need to get done. And at well, the same time, just because I have free time on my calendar doesn't mean I want to ne- necessarily meet with the salesperson who wants to sell me something I don't want to buy. Right. So uh, free busy is not the right way to think about it. And so what you really need is a technology that understands what are your goals? What are you trying to get done? How do you want to allocate your time? And which then conforms to that, helps you with that. Um, okay. So you have this concept. It's like no meeting Wednesdays. What, what is that concept? Does it have to be on hump day as Rick refers to it? <laughs> um, or did, it's usually it, what your mom calls it, but excuse me. I just call it Wednesday. Excuse me. Well, okay, so, so we all have this, like there's, there's, it's a gross oversimplification, but it generally holds. There's two ways that we think about time, right? We have uh, like maker time, thought time. I need to think. I need to, maybe if I'm a software engineer, I'm coding. If I'm, you know, a marketing person, I'm building out that marketing campaign or I'm writing or I'm, uh, you know, uh, putting together the pitch deck for my next round of investment. All of these are different examples of where you need, um, continuous uninterrupted time and the context which when you're in this that mode is very very expensive if you interrupt an engineer who's coding then you know they uh, have to like remember where they were at in order to continue on to uh, the next thing when they're done with uh, with that that meeting with you so facebook recognized this uh, early on and we came up with a simple gross solution to it um and it worked when the company was small to mid-size. It started to break when the company got larger. Um, and it existed largely because, again, calendars are stupid, so they couldn't help us with right. this. But really, the idea is let's preserve maker time for engineers. And we'll preserve that day, Wednesday, so that the engineers could be most productive on that day of the week. Um, and it's not to say that the other days we don't want them to be productive. It's just that one day we're going to honor them by not scheduling meetings for them yeah uh and that really is just preserving maker time and this is a technique that a lot of people follow is that they will block off time on their calendar at repeated times of the week where they just won't do meetings so they can get other things done and it's if you want to be productive it's one of the easiest and fastest ways to uh, achieve that 
So at Facebook, there are meeting rooms galore, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's like uh, you see, you're walking around this little tour. You know, there's like all these little rooms, these little pods, and they all have iPad like scheduling little things. I don't know if they're iPads, but little tablets where you can like go in and schedule these little rooms. So obviously, Facebook doesn't think like the business meeting is a total waste of time, right? So that's not what you're saying. No, not at all. Yeah. In fact, for a lot of roles, the meeting is how you get stuff done. Uh, you know, when I was the CIO at Facebook, I, if you took away the meeting as a tool for me, I would be relatively useless. Like I, <laughs> I could do research, I could maybe write some emails, but I wouldn't have the chance to meet and collaborate with people to uh, debate stuff and then make decisions and find out what issues are getting in the way with those decisions being executed. That's what the meetings were for. Right. But the flip side is there's, there's a, I, definitely a world where there's too much of it. If I don't have the time to follow up from the meetings that I go to, then what's the point? I, right. I, I can't tell anybody about the decisions that we made. So there's an optimal amount of meeting time for people. Every person is different. Uh, and so, and most people have a general understanding of what that optimal meeting time is. They don't know the exact number. They can feel it. They can feel that, oh, I'm too busy this week. I have too many meetings. Right. Um, but you know, if they have an analytical tool like Woven, they can know exactly uh, what that number is for them. In my case, it's 25 hours. I get above 25 hours. I'm I'm feeling un, you know unproductive, right. um, but uh, uh, the but meetings are not uh, uh, by their nature bad. Right. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't bad meetings. Right. <laughs> right yeah, and that's, that that, that kind of leads into my next question is like, you know, you, sometimes you got a meeting. Uh, it's about another meeting that you're going to have. <laughs> you know, and it's like, right. what is the point of the me- the meeting for the meeting? Like, so what are some uh, some things that you can do to make sure? Because like you know I. Uh, I, I'm kind of in charge of this committee for this, uh, this organization uh, this for, for where I work. And it's like there's all these people and they're in Dallas and they're in Houston. And they're all over the place. And like we're going to meet for an hour like once a quarter. And I don't want to waste anybody's time. Like I don't want to like, uh, like well, okay, why did we do this for an hour? Like I want to get to the end of this meeting and have like, you know, uh, uh, things that we're all doing. And it's like, so what are the best practices to like make it an actually productive meeting? Well, a few things. Um I'll start with some obvious ones and then I'll get to a couple of uh, ones that are a little bit less obvious. Uh, so, you know, one is that, you know, force people to have agendas if they're going to schedule time with you. Right. What is it that you want to get out of this conversation? What decision do you want me to make or what piece of information do you need to tell me about um, that you have to tell me live? Uh, this was a, a practice that Cheryl uh, put in place. You couldn't get time on Cheryl's calendar unless you had a very clear uh, understanding of how you were going to use that. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the second thing uh, is make sure that when you're in that, uh, you know, those things, you're prepared. You've taken the time to read that information ahead of time. It's, it's a disservice to the people that prepared it if you um, haven't right. uh, you know, uh, consumed that information. Because now you have to spend the first, whatever, 15 minutes of the meeting just getting aligned on what it is that they had already told you that you could have learned about it uh, ahead of time. Um, the third thing, though, is like what's when those decisions are made, making sure that they're they're like written down someplace, right. followed through on. That there's an owner for that. Uh, if you have a chief of staff, this is a great use of the chief of staff to make sure that you have somebody to go along with you to like write down the decisions and make sure that they get executed. Right. If you don't, um, which is probably most of us, uh, you know, that's what a piece of paper and you know notebook or a product like Woven is good for. Right. Like, write down what the decisions are in this meeting so that you have them. And they go along with that meeting when uh, you want to know what, what happened. What did I, we, we met on this subject two weeks ago. What did we decide? You can go back to the event and see exactly what those uh, decisions are. Right. Here's a couple of not so obvious ones. Um, people who work at companies uh, generally have about 40% of their time allocated with recurring meetings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My Tuesday are- is like, uh, is recurring meeting day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of these recurring meetings totally make sense. They're like staff meetings. Right, like, you know, right. Of course, you need to have staff meetings. So that's a good recurring meeting. But a lot of them are like these recurring one-on-ones. Like, I want to meet with you like every quarter or every every month or every two weeks. Uh, but what that re- it's not just a commitment of that 30 minutes of time. It's really 26 hours that you just gave to somebody every year right. when you do that weekly 30-minute meeting. So. Uh, now, and I'm not asserting that those are necessarily bad, but you should think about it that way. You should think about, do I want to spend 26 hours with this person? Yeah. And so what tends to not to put people tend to overlook is 
they can free up time just by looking at the list of recurring events that they had on their calendar and figuring out the ones that are no longer serving the purpose that they were supposed to and dropping them, right. ending them. In fact, you should generally do this at least once a month. Huh. It is, uh, it's like pruning the tree. It's cleaning the spring cleaning of your house. It makes space for new and better things. And if it, you have to have both the discipline and the, the edginess, the willingness to say, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. And just, you know, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when we talk about time management and like enjoying life, you know, it's one of the four pillars of the simple human lifestyle. It's like trimming the fat is one of the ways that we, one of the things that we say, it's like almost like, uh, and, and to use a sports term, like, like eliminating a false step. Like when you're playing defense, you know, it's like if you in basketball, football, whatever it is, if you are hockey, if Rick's a hockey fan, you don't only really take steps in hockey though. I guess you make, uh, Ice. You kind of do. You, I, you make an ice slip, so no false ice fall downs. That's exactly what we call it. You got it. You yeah. you nailed it. Have you, it's like you've been looking at the glossary today. Sports is awesome. Sports is, is you know is an example of of time management done well. Like you know, let's. Oh, Mark let's played it dry. Shut up. So, <laughs> like, let's take the 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 least efficient of the sport, the fo- football. Like football is kind of a slow game, but. You know, when they have meetings every single play, it's called a huddle, right. but it's time. Right? They, they can only spend 25 seconds in that huddle oh, right. or they got penalized. Yeah. Now, imagine if we took that into our <laughs> day life. Like, hey, these are 25-second meetings. We're going like, to get yeah. together, you know, every time we do something big, but we're only going to spend 25 seconds on it. And we're like going to, you know, make the decision and get out and execute this thing uh, in that 25 seconds. I'm just thinking how much more effective and efficient. Yeah, there's so there'd be so much pressure on everyone. Like, (laughs) you got 15 seconds. I don't know. (laughs) I just know that now I'm going to give Mark his uh, four hours per month back that I spend doing the podcast with him. It's been uh, it's not a productive time, and so (laughs) it's been a good man. It's been a good run. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, okay. So we've got just a few more minutes here. Let's talk about Woven. What it is? Where can people find it? How, like, what's you know? It's Woven dot com slash sign up is where I went. Internet dot org. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go to Woven dot com and you get yeah. all the information you need there. Um, if we are also available on the uh, Windows, Mac, and iOS app stores. Uh, you can do a search for Woven on those things, or just go to Google if you're having trouble finding it. Just type in Woven, and it'll be the first first thing that shows up. And it's there. Um, and so what, like, is there going to be, I know it mentioned like it's free in beta. And then what is like, have y'all figured out a price structure? What's the, uh, what are the terms and like just the logistics of everything? Woven is free today. We are introducing a premium version of the product next quarter um, that will have some additional features that we're uh, going to be asking people to pay for. Uh, but, but there will always be a free version of uh, Woven that people can use to get to know the product and understand it. And, uh, and even the product that's, you know, we're the, the pricing that we're talking about is basically a couple cups of coffee a, a month. Right. Um, so, you know, your productivity is generally worth a, a heck of a lot more than that. Yeah. If you're my dad, you would say you should go to HTTP <laughs> colon colon backslash backslash www. Okay. We get it, Charles. <laughs> Interwoven <laughs> dot oh, it's woven, not interwoven. W O V E N. And uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to uh, talk about or promote uh, as far as social media goes, or any podcasts or, or articles you've written, books or anything like that that you want to talk about? Oh man, you're uh, you're, you're definitely not going to get me uh, writing a book. I'm yeah. not sure I could uh, capture somebody's attention for. Uh, for 300 pages. But, yeah. uh, I, <laughs> I will say this, there's, there's a ton of great stuff on our, uh, on our blog and our Facebook group on uh, this different uh, productivity methodologies that, uh, that we're committed to that we believe in. And uh, obviously that was a pretty moving uh, uh, suggestion there. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I coughed and I uh, couldn't get yeah. to the mute button in time. And I was like, Oh God, maybe that'll blend in. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our uh, previously on the Simeon podcast, Rick just <laughs> Rick coughing, coughing into the, the microphone. Guess, yeah. uh, well, I will say this, that um, I have uh, signed up for Woven.com, and I'm going to start messing around with it. And it is something like, as far as like what Doodle and Calendly does, where I can you can send a link uh, to, to someone and say, yeah, here are my available times, 
sign up for a time kind of deal. Like there's that there's that feature, I guess. That's probably one of the basic features. Woven is the fastest way to schedule. And okay. even really complicated meetings, you can do them in just a couple of taps or a couple of clicks if you're on the desktop. Cool. Um, it has saved me literally uh, just dozens of hours. Of well, and I'm also going to sign up uh, with my work Gmail, uh, have an account for that too, because I'm always, you know, I've got board members and all these meet people that I'm trying to figure out. So I'm going to, I'm going to try uh, to use buy, it. And yeah, buy, sell, buy, sell. Yeah. I'm Mark but it's, uh, it's also like, you don't have to have like any sort of special, I mean, you need, you just need the internet, right. And it'll, it'll work with your stuff. Like as far as like uh, uh, woven, woven today, uh, only works with Google calendar or G suites, uh, okay. calendars. Uh, we will be releasing an office 365 version next month. Cool. Um, so that one is coming very, very soon. And uh, we'll be supporting uh, Android um, uh, sometime next year. We don't have a specific date there yet. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tim, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and it's. Uh, will. I'm sorry, I missed the conversation about the uh, <coughs> the the ocean penises. I uh, need to. Day. I'm gonna actually put that. It's the th- pulsating fish penis, I believe, uh, <laughs> Tim. I think that's what Mark was uh, talking about right when you jumped ocean on. Ocean penises i'm putting that in the show notes because that was a thing there was an article and it was like a, a actual article these these fish w- washed up on shore and you didn't see this rick no, i did i did not no all right hang on let me google f- ocean penis oh i should not have googled that uh, <laughs> just kidding um rick i will send you a picture of it but um Tim, I really appreciate it. This has been awesome. And uh, I'll I'll email, <coughs> excuse me, got a bubble in my throat there. I'll email, I guess it was Heather, um, Jonathan and Heather, whenever this goes up. It'll Honestly, it'll probably be the like, first week in January. So uh, we'll, we'll, get, it awesome. up. we'll get it up perfect. and let you know uh, when it comes out. Awesome. Sorry I was a little late there. No, you're fine. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. All right. See you. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. So that was Tim, and thank you, Rick, for burping right as we said goodbye That's to Tim. not me Tim. burping. That was me going, ah, like me uh, saying, ah, I'll meet you at the cross dock here. All right, let's listen to it again, shall we? You shall listen again. And I will, I will have input it right there. So it was very clearly a burp. It was very clearly not a burp. It was very clearly me saying, ah. Okay. <laughs> it actually did kind of you sound friend like this that. how you want, fake news, man. But it's not, uh, <laughs> not going to work. You can call uh, Zendaya all you want. But, Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya. That's not how you say it. It's fake news. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was fun to talk to someone like that. I'm, I'm going to look into this woven thing uh, uh, so that productivity is important, Rick. <clears throat> it is very important. You want me to like dispute? Are we going to debate the, the <laughs> importance of productivity? I was just, uh, I just thought we were just going to sit there and just talk. I like how I write my uh, my appointments on the page of page. Farce your far side calendar. calendar. My far side calendar. That's what it's going <laughs> to. That's what's going to go back to. It's like, look, here's the deal. Like, we're all too busy. You get one meeting per day. Here's your far side <laughs> calendar. <laughs> but anyway. Um, are you still there? Oh, where'd you go? Can you hear me? No, I can't. Okay, I think I unplugged something, but I think I got it plugged back in. Okay, Sorry. hang on okay. for two seconds. Okay. Because I'm going to send you something, and I want you to to commentator on it. Okay. And here we go. I'm going to. I'm googling it. I'm going to send you this thing texting it to me or emailing texting it to you in okay four three two one and i want you to there it is click on it and let's read this article i don't think i want to read this this is news this is fake news no that does not look like a fish, Mark. It looks like a penis. We'll read it. Beachgoers in Northern California have been stunned by the sight of what looks like thousands of disembodied penises washing up on the shoreline. A recent storm in Drake's Beach, north of San Francisco, uncovered a mass of worms from their burrows deep under the sand. The creatures, which are known as fat innkeeper worms or Eurycris 
Kalpo were soon dubbed penis fish due to their phallic characteristics and distinctive coloring. Biologist Ivan Parr wrote in the journal Bay Nature that the same phenomenon had been reported in other care areas on the California coast. His- oh, yes, the physical design of the fat innkeeper worm has some explaining to do, he wrote. Whether or not you feel privileged by its presence, Eureka's Kaupa was almost uniquely Californian experience, perhaps having the best claim for state worm. Mr. Parr, who measured the worms as 10-inch and described them as balsing, said they were perfectly shaped to burrow underground. They feed by sucking plankton and bacteria into their burrow as sustenance, providing a food source for surrounding clams, shrimp, and crabs. Seagulls, otters, sharks, and other sea creatures prey on the worm, which has a lifespan of up to 25 years. So a Eureka Scapo sucks. Mark is going fishing (laughs) in California. Back to you, Tim. So that's what we're talking about right when Tim came on. No, 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 no. Listen, that's not what we were talking about. Uh, It's literally what you uh, were talking about. I'm going to have to go. As soon as Tim jumped on the call, you're like, so, uh. Have you seen anything about this pulsating penis thing? <laughs> uh, hey, guys, uh, this is Tim. Like, oh, oh, God. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Uh, 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 we weren't talking about penis fishes. I just I'll be honest with you. This, this fish looks like a penis. In the outro uh, notes, I'm putting lots of editing in the outro. I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to cut out what you said about falling down on it. Why are you cutting that out? Because <laughs> the voice that you used. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the voice of a man who accidentally tripped and fell that's, onto a recurse. That should be a new uh, Gordon fake, on, fake character. Uh, <laughs> no. Dr. I, uh, I was uh, strolling on the beach with... I tripped and fell onto uh, what I believe might uh, possibly be a... Uh, a worm fish. Campo. I'm not sure exactly uh, what happened. I, I but, cannot... Uh, I can't get it out. Can't. So. Okay, we, we let's go. We have lost everyone at this point. Uh, so that- <laughs> I don't think we've lost anyone. <laughs> I think everyone is waiting to see what you're going to say next. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, disembodied penises. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs>